So Ben, professional photographers, they uh they only own one camera, right? They only need one camera. Yep, only That's one. That's how it goes, there's, right? There's absolutely no reason ever you would need a second camera for anything. There is one perfect camera that solves all of your problems 100% of the time. Oh, cool. All right. Well, that's an easy answer. Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is PhotoLog. Okay, so I, I kid. Obviously, that is complete BS. Um, so yeah, what, what what was the question you were actually actually leading to? <laughs> uh, I was leading to um, should you ever <laughs> own multiple cameras, and if you are owning multiple cameras or plan to, why would you? Oh yeah, uh, let's see. I own one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight nine cameras i think a lot that's the answer i own a lot of cameras and they all have specific uses except Mm -hmm. except for the one my my, i we talked about this in last week's episode my very first camera was a canon rebel xsi i should get rid of it i just haven't you gotta like mount it on the wall or something right yeah that is that is the only one that like yeah i technically own it but like it never gets used because why would i um (laughs) yeah that's fair that's fair but yeah um all the other ones actually have use (laughs) so this this week um the short answer if you're curious if you should own multiple cameras as professional short answer is yes but the long answer is here are all the cameras we own and why we own them (laughs) so yeah this this kind of springs from uh I, i saw this discussion online of uh people talking about uh, this is the camera I use for work, but I don't actually like using it. This is the camera that I very much enjoy mm-hmm. shooting with. So it's kind of like the weekday camera versus the weekend camera for to just like change things up, I guess, uh, which I don't understand at all. I, I feel good and comfortable on my workhorse camera, and I can shoot that for everything. It's yeah. the content that's fun, not the camera. Yeah, and and to me, I feel like you run the risk of, like, I would rather put my time, like, if I were able to have the same camera at work and home, I would probably prefer that, because I would want to be, like, incredibly dialed in on one camera that I use Which for I work. totally am, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I could see how you might want something different at home, but uh, personally, I don't. Um, no, yeah. no, I, I, I love the, the muscle memory and thoughtlessness that goes into the operation of the camera so that when I'm having fun versus when I'm working, I can put all of that energy into the creativity of the thing I'm shooting and not the camera operation. Exactly. So what but, is your camera then? We yeah, so so my workhorse camera, uh, yes, it is uh, Q3 2021. And yes, this camera is old as crap. I still use it. It's still good. Go back to last week. Your your camera's good enough. It's it's good enough. You're good. Anyway, uh, so I shoot with the 5D Mark III. Uh, I do own multiples of them because you never know when something's going to happen. Um, I normally don't bring both of them with me unless I'm shooting a wedding. If I'm shooting a wedding, both cameras are in my bag. Um, I'm not one of those fancy people who, like, dual slings and shoots them both at the same time because then 
syncing issues and stuff is just a nightmare later and i just don't like it the second one literally is just lives in my bag until something weird happens and it's my backup camera um some people debate uh when you buy a new camera have your old camera uh you know that's your new backup type thing um i don't like that personally because then when something happens and you need to transition to your old camera, muscle memory, settings, mm-hmm. look, feel, um, the operation of it, the end quality of it, if it's a different camera with a different sensor, the color profile won't exactly match. I have both of them set up identically. The only thing that changes is I'm constantly recording custom modes, uh, custom uh, the the custom settings mm-hmm. so like i'll dial in oh inside at the altar i need 60th of a second iso 1600 and then i walk outside it's sunny 16 and then i dial it back to okay i want to shoot five six iso 50 and i'll save those as custom recording modes because i'm going to keep walking in and out now obviously i pick up my backup camera i just lost all those because i haven't dialed it into the second one but everything else is the same Makes sense. So, so that is a very long-winded way of explaining. That is my workhorse that I use for almost everything, except when I don't. <laughs> um, my <laughs> what about hor- you? My workhorse is a little bit more split. Um, so both for work and for play, I, I tend to use my Sony uh, A7 or Alpha 7 III, which is just like... A fantastic all-arounder it shoots great 4k video um it shoots pretty competent uh 1080p 120 for some slow motion stuff um excellent uh 24 and a half megapixel stills and most importantly and kind of the reason why i bought it other than it's just a great all-arounder is it has excellent uh high iso or low light performance um so i would use it i would use it for everything but um i also shoot mostly video for work and that tends to result in a lot of Panasonic GH5s. Um, the GH5, I've used yeah. tons of them. I use them all the time. I still use them, even though they're you know, a little bit older and GH6 has been announced. The GH5 II, which is kind of a scam, to be perfectly honest, is uh, coming out. Um, but yeah, the GH5 is awesome. Shoots great 4K video. It's not a great stills camera, although I have used it for that, um, and it's competent enough. But yeah, just an amazing video camera. Uh, although I will say that I'm in the middle of a shift right now, um, in a work sense, and this will likely move away from the GH5, probably to Blackmagic and Sony, although what exact cameras, I'm not sure yet, but it could actually stay in Panasonic land too. Um, I bounce around in cameras for work a lot more, um, than most I feel like. So, uh, yeah, yeah. my, uh, my work courses are the GH5 and the a7 III. My, my my friend Sean does a lot of uh, work kind of like you do, uh, and he's kind of working with, like, the, was it, Sony F7 and mm-hmm. some of the newer Blackmagic broadcast cameras. Yeah, yeah Blackmagic just did a bunch of, uh, just did an announcement on a bunch of uh, studio-specific cameras that are really exciting. I might have a project coming up that involves those but we will see we will see it's yeah. early days <laughs> so so uh for my video work because uh the 5d3s are expensive cameras um i wanted to buy something that one shoots 4k because those cameras notably do not um but two has good in-camera stabilization is a 
preferably mirrorless because I was trying to do a bunch of YouTube vlogging and a full-size DSLR gets really heavy on the end of a stick. Um, but then just what is a cheap camera that ticks all these boxes that uh, I can burn out that sensor when I for shooting an hour worth of video versus burning out uh, my expensive sensor. So I d- also bought a G85 um, for video, and it's been great. Uh, yeah, we both own this camera because you bought a G85, and I liked it so much that I also bought a G85, and that's what you're seeing right now. So uh... I I had a bunch of podcast episodes with the G85 set up. Uh, you're not seeing that right now because I had to go use it for work, and I'm too lazy to bring it back to my desk and set it up again. I I'll I'll rectify that sometime soon. Probably buying a second W battery uh, so that I can just make life as easy as possible for myself. But yeah, that's uh, I have a video camera because it does video better. It's awesome. Um, a lot of people use G7s for this. You can sometimes get them a little bit cheaper. Um, but the G85 is really nice, really cheap, does really good video. Um, I actually literally use it as my webcam full time. Um, so yes, I am that annoying person that literally brings a Shure SM7B and a mirrorless camera to all of my video uh, uh, my video conferences or meetings or whatever you want to call they it just pop open their iphone and you're like hey i've got my studio set up or up. like their built-in crappy laptop <laughs> camera and i'm just like yeah so you know um so yes i use the g85 as my full-time webcam it is ridiculous and yes i do use it for other things but uh it's a great camera um it is. cheap it and is. good it is um so let's see what what other cameras i guess i really only have one other workhorse camera um mm-hmm. i I'm not sure if I talked about it earlier this episode or last episode, but in December I did pick up a 5DS because it was hella cheap because it's being discontinued. And that is a uh, huge 50 megapixel beast where the quality of the file is just beautiful. Um, And for the price, because they were going away forever, I could not pass it up. And because it's still a Canon camera with all the lenses... Uh, it's not like, oh, this new camera does a bunch of cool stuff, but I have to buy a bunch of peripherals for it. Nope. Same battery, same grip, same, same lenses, same everything. Just now I have a camera that's really, really slow if I try and take it into the field and shoot with it. <laughs> I shoot like 10 frames with it and it's like, hold up, hold up. I got to wait for them to write to the buffer. Those, Just give me a second. Those 50 megapixel images are weighty. Yes, they are. It is very slow to work with. You fill your buffer incredibly quickly, and then it just locks up, and you have to wait. Um, but uh, the good thing is, when you're shooting a product or anything in studio or anything that needs to be printed ridiculously large, the quality is phenomenal, and you have all the pixels to work with that you need. I do not have a high-resolution camera like that. I wish I did, but I cannot justify it. So so, so I, I will say, like, I used to work in a studio where we shot billboards and bus mm-hmm. ads and, like, large print advertisement. Um, and the thing is, like, if you walk up to, like, uh, a, your favorite stadium and you see a picture of, you know, of the baseball player on the side of the wall... Like, it used to be the fact that those were all, like, maybe one or two pixels per inch. Like, they were really low-resolution garbage because you never look at them at nose distance. You always look at them far away, and then they look great. Well, now they're actually starting to look better and get bigger. And uh, we used to shoot on a Hasselblad, 
with like an 80 megapixel back and then i would also use software to make it bigger Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. like we were working with really really large files and then so when i stopped working at that studio uh i lost that capability and this was just kind of always on my list so when it was discontinued i'm like ooh, i want because some clients need it not everyone. Sometimes I'm just doing it for me because I'm extra. But some clients do need it. So that's the one that, like, okay, it just stays on the shelf until I need it. Yep. So here's a random one that, I yes, I have actually used for work before. Um, GoPros or just action cameras in general. Um, they are very fun. I like them. I've been using them for a long time. Um, I have a few of those. Yeah. They're awesome. And you I have can more. See, I do have more. <laughs> um so i've got uh yeah i've got like a three uh, three plus or whatever the second three was and a four and an eight and a nine and a bunch of random stuff but anyway gopros are great um i really like them they're great for behind the scenes you just set up i mean they're wide angle so you're going to capture almost anything you point them at um set them up point them at something you got good wide angle stuff um they're increasingly competent stills cameras although not quite there yet the nine does 20 megapixel stills and they're pretty good um great for action stuff uh the stabilization especially in the eight and the nine and probably the ten two, are incredible the the stabilization that's coming out of these now is so good that you don't really need to gimbal for them anymore so that's really a really fun feature um and they're just great for water stuff um all sorts of things i've used them for dives i've used them for water sports um i actually just shot some uh, stuff on the water uh, a week or two ago a week ago um, with a nine which was really fun um, so yeah uh, I really encourage people I guess it doesn't have to be a GoPro but if you can afford it and you're at least going to use it uh, occasionally uh, having an action camera on hand just for random stuff at the very least for behind the scenes is really fun um, it's definitely worth the investment in my uh, experience Oh, I love setting it, uh, just clipping it to a light stand and getting like time lapses and behind so the scenes stuff. Um, I, the biggest trouble with me is I'm so focused on the shoot I'm doing, I forget uh, the the for funds. So I have a couple of GoPros. Uh, one is for my drone. The other one's for like an older one for behind the scenes stuff that I can just clip to whatever. Um, but then I also have a 360 camera, which I've never used it in a serious professional capacity. It's just fun social media. And every once in a while, I remember to pull it out of my bag at a wedding when, you know, we're bored and I have a little, little extra time on my hands. Um, it's just fun to, you know, get one of the couple and all their guests. Um, but no, it's, I, I just, I, I'm so focused on the workhorse ones that I just forget that I have fun toys to play with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I also have a 360 camera, which is the Insta 360 one X. Um, I know there are newer and better ones out there. Um, but I don't really shoot 360 enough for it to matter. I mean, Um, I'm still rocking like a second gen theta. Yeah. Like when the first one was a potato, so I upgraded, but yeah, it's fine. I have shot 360, uh, photos, uh, for, uh, professionally before, and the only time that I've done that in a professional sense, the quality standard has been so high that even the most modern in all included uh, 360 cameras, uh, at least ones that are reasonably priced, are still it. not good enough. So whenever I do professional 360, if it's photos anyway, um, I shoot it on a, uh, a nodal uh, head um, with a DSLR and then stitch them in post so that you get really, really high resolution, oh, and wow. high quality stuff. So um, they end up as massive files, but um, that is the way to get quality out of stills. If you're doing video, it gets a little bit more complicated, but um, but yeah, that's uh, 
it, it they're fun to play around with basically <laughs> yeah i yeah. think that almost exhausts my list uh what i i know you've got plenty more that that would have be a few more to talk about yeah what else you got um so i have a few other kind of random ones uh one is a recent acquisition which this is going to sound weird but the raspberry pi high quality camera is v- surprisingly good and very fun so whoa, whoa, what wait. is this what wait, is this <laughs> wait brett i'm i'm imagining it's like uh it's like the way casey neistat uses gopros as a security camera that's what i'm imagining <laughs> yeah so the raspberry high quality raspberry pi high quality camera um raspberry pi is a little uh com- little single board computer um i actually amazingly enough don't have one on my desk what? at this exact moment um but it's a little single board computer it's about the size but of a Stuart, credit you card you always have the thing on your I desk i know but i don't um i have other stuff that is less related to the conversation <laughs> um but uh yeah the raspberry pi is a about a credit card sized uh little computer they uh, tend to be between 35 and like 70 bucks depending on the model you get they also make a five dollar one which is really fun um but anyway they have had a bunch of cameras over time and they're generally just like really small kind of crappy sensors um that you can attach to these little computers and you could literally build a camera out of them but usually they're used for other random stuff computer vision like uh you know experimental uh, robots stuff like that um but the high quality camera recently came out and it has a really nice sony sensor on it Uh, it's a little bit more expensive but um it's got the c mount the threaded c mount that's a it's pretty common they're used with uh like higher end security cameras and stuff but you can the the great thing about that is you can actually adapt lenses to it really easily so I put an old um, Minolta 70-210, what's called the beer can lens. I adapted it onto this this Raspberry Pi camera, and it turned the 210 millimeters into like 1,200 millimeters or something <laughs> like insane because the sensor is so small. Um, so I've been experimenting with that for streaming um, because it's good, high quality. You can put lenses on it, and you can just place it somewhere and use it for streaming stuff. I uh, use it for ultra telephoto. So this is where like I'm trying to look at detail on like the beach from the opposite side of the water of like the Puget Sound, for example. And you can actually get like it's so telephoto that it's at the point where actually the atmosphere is more affecting your resolution than the sensor or the lens is. So wow. yeah, it's really fun. So ultra telephoto, um, I've used it for computational stuff, like playing around with like uh, machine learning vision things and just kind of experimental things in general. Do I use it in a professional sense? Not really, although you could easily yet. depending not on, yet. not yet, but you could easily <laughs> depending on the work you're doing. Um, other cameras, I do have a couple trail or game cameras. Um, I actually just got a new one recently that was on sale. So I snapped it up. I like just placing them around, uh, in random places and getting cool pictures of animals. Um, I have a, I'm lucky enough that I have a At river. one point in time you had one mounted to your, uh, hummingbird feeder, right? I oh, did. Yeah. yeah. So hummingbird birds. Um, I have a river otter that occasionally goes by, uh, the house that I'm in and, uh, I've caught that on camera. I've caught a um, coyote on camera. Um, I'm trying to eventually go and get some beavers on camera that are on my uh, parents' uh, pr- 
property. So that's really cool. Um, they have a place way out in the country and there are beavers that have a dam literally on their property. And I would like to place a camera and get some pictures of them. So um, yeah, game camera is really cool. They're increasingly cheap and increasingly good. And uh, it might be worth it. I The exact models that I have don't really matter because a lot of them in that price point are similar. But they are fun um, and cheaper than you would expect. Nice. The uh, other one that neither of us mentioned but are increasingly a professional tool are smartphones. <laughs> so... I have I actually use my phone regularly in a professional sense, like believe it or not. <laughs> so so last week for all of you listeners out there, last week mm-hmm. I just bought my uh, new smartphone. So the last one I've had for the last five years, and the camera is uh, potato quality. It uh, has been okay. Like technically, it's nine megapixels, but it's nine megapixels on like the smallest freaking sensor you've ever seen. So that all the details suck and the ISO sucks, and it it's just not the dynamic range sucks. Um, so I've never actually used it to take photos before because they're not good, and I and it doesn't shoot raw. I can't do anything with it, and then the files are mm-hmm. so small and so junk. So like, it's not even worth it. So uh, I would love to play with the new camera. Uh, you were impressed with the sensor array, and that's funny because that's not even the reason I bought it. <laughs> but yeah, the new camera's got a huge sensor array on it, and we'll we'll definitely do some fun kind of comparisons about like smartphones but yeah Yeah. anyone who owns like an iphone or like samsung galaxy or any kind of high-end phone absolutely you can do a Mm. lot on your phone yeah so i've used mine professionally for streaming um i've used it as a wireless camera because you can run you know like a a phone as a wireless camera into obs even with audio it's really fun Um, there are options for that um also just kind of experimental i mean sort of like action cameras but they often have better image quality you can mount them pretty easily you can put them different sure. places they're nice and compact they've got a battery built in like Do all those kind of good put things. it underwater no uh, <laughs> don't put it underwater unless you have a pretty hefty housing um but yeah smartphones uh the other kind of random one which this again is one that sounds very strange is the xbox one connect Yes, the Kinect is widely derided as being an unnecessary add-on that was shoved down people's throats by Microsoft. Yes, it was. I'm not denying that. But it is one of the cheapest yet best computer (coughs) vision sensors that are out there. They're very inexpensive. They are excellent at 3D scanning. You can scan like an entire person with them easily. Um, You can use them to map rooms. You can use them for motion tracking stuff. So like if you want to, if you're not even really get you know photographing or filming the actual person but you want to use them as a motion template for a cg character for example um i have used it for that um so the connect is really cool uh i'm not sure if they make them anymore because you know it kind of died out but yeah the connect is a surprisingly powerful platform and, and really its success was not as a gaming peripheral it was as a computer vision platform and i have one and um i actually have one kind of permanently mounted to my working space because i've been playing around with that stuff so yeah super fun um the last thing is i have a bunch of old film cameras that i've been given by actually you and a family yeah. and friends and guess what i use those for decoration which yeah. all, all of the film nerds out there are like, oh, how dare you? <laughs> no, I, I don't shoot film. So, yeah, um, 
I there do like two, them though. I there really have been two like different them. times that I've been given a box of film cameras and uh, basically between you and uh, a couple of other friends I have, it was, hey, if you're going to use any of these cameras, you get first dibs. And mm-hmm. then some of them got snapped up. And then the rest of them were like, I don't want them because I don't have the space for a bunch of shelf dust collector tchotchkes. But if you would like them as shelf dust collector tchotchkes, be my guest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yes, I like having um I, I like having old I, I I like my collection of old film cameras. Um I think they look nice. Yes, that is a very basic thing to do. I realize lots of people like old film cameras and putting them on their shelf, but I also like it. And dang when, it when you're when you're doing it at home, <laughs> I think it's fun because it's decor. The mm. thing that really bugs me is when a photographer pays a lot of money for a ten by ten booth at a wedding show and they use any amount of that precious real estate to set up a bunch of old film cameras that they clearly do not use. That's fair. Yeah. I just that annoys me to no end. Mine's just office decor. But yeah. I mean my office decor is strange because I also have a Apollo 11 Lego set and one of these days you're things. gonna have to pull down your gray void <laughs> and show us your office decor mm, well I mean sorry my office is a gray void I have no cameras here <laughs> I live in a gray void <laughs> so so yeah um entertaining ourselves within our own uh gray voids that is what we use all these multiple cameras for no mm-hmm. I do hope that you found this uh journey to be interesting educational uh do we have some cameras for fun yeah we do but mostly every camera has a purpose for something or another uh i don't just arbitrarily you know shoot with a canon 5d3 and go no 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 no. this weekend i'm gonna pull out my nikon whatever because it's more fun just just get used to the thing that you're working and get really good at it and uh yeah but yeah if you have multiple cameras like there's probably a reason multiple cameras are great they generally each have a fairly specific use except for you know what we call our general purpose cameras and in 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 those cases have the same camera you have as work it uh, as you do at work it'll just make you more comfortable with it so yeah yeah but otherwise buy cameras for what they're appropriate for buy j85 as a webcam that's my recommendation <laughs> <laughs> flex on all your other so zoom stupid. meeting compatriots so stupid <laughs> my zoom meetings look so good (laughs) if you have questions or ideas for future episodes you can email us at hello at photo dash op dot show watch us on ben's youtube channel at non-creative as in om nom nom share this with a friend and you can listen to photo op anywhere podcasts are sold or downloaded because it's free